Hey y'all, welcome to 35 Years Podcast. I'm Cassie, the adoptee. And I'm Lily, birth mom. Today we're going to be telling my birth story and the adoption story, all that. So, Lily, 1987. Woo, that was a long time ago. You're old. (laughs) Yeah, I am. (laughs) Okay, so in the previous episode we talked about, you know, why you were placed. So, you know, I'll just start with, um, I was living in Texas with my parents on my uncle's ranch. My uncle's had a ministry in East Texas and um, they had moved back to New York to start a church in New York City. So um, Michael's house was sitting there and he offered it to my family. My um, father was switching um, states. He, he had worked in Kentucky and he was moving to Texas and it took a while to get his license in Texas. So he, we were living in my uncle's house temporarily. Um, my, we lived on this ranch. It was a ministry ranch. <laughs> And, um, my grandmother lived on the ranch, my aunts and uncles and some cousins all lived on the ranch. So I'm there and my mom, now I, you kind of know this story more than I do because my mom called, as far as I know, she called someone she knew looking to mm-hmm. see if they knew a family. Um, I didn't know yeah, who the so, pastor was. I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So there was a, um, uh, I think he, he's at Irving. Um, he was, he had a, like a televangelist kind of ministry, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong about that, but he was like a pretty big, uh, pastor in, uh, Irving and mm-hmm. my dad had been on staff. So they had recently moved. They had left Irving in August. So I was born in December. They had left Irving in August, went to Louisiana to go be on staff at another church. Mm-hmm. And my, um, I'll edit that. Um, your mom called that church because I guess she had grown up with that pastor. So she uh, knew that pastor. So okay. she called and talked to Valerie, the secretary. They remember her. And mm-hmm. they, she talked to Valerie and said, do you know anybody that wants to adopt a baby? And Valerie said, I know the exact couple I need to call. Mm-hmm. So because my parents had been praying. They had gone through um, treatment. They had tried mm-hmm. everything and they had just been praying to adopt a baby. Yeah. Um, and so she knew they had only left like a month before, a month prior. Uh, um, and so she knew exactly who to call. So she I calls know. my mom and says, there's, um, there's a family, there's a young lady who's having a baby and she would like to place the baby for adoption. Are you interested <laughs> My mom was like, send me their info immediately. So she called and, um, so let me tell you what I remember is my mom, who was very stern and it was going to be her way said, do not call till tomorrow after nine o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I remember she told me that. And I went into my bedroom and I said, and I prayed, I got to cry again. I just cried the last episode and I prayed and I said, we're going to cry a lot. Yeah. I said, Lord, if, if this is the right family, let her call before nine in the morning. Cause I knew my mom was so stern. And so like, do not let them call before nine. And I don't normally lay out this, like, God, you got to do it this way. But I think in his infinite mercy, he did. Because I remember the next morning, the phone rang at five minutes till nine and Later, I learned that your mom said she couldn't wait another minute. She was trying to wait till nine, but she couldn't wait another minute. 
And in that instant, I knew, I knew I had to do what I didn't want to do. So, yeah. So your mom called. Yeah. And, and then they, um, I was just asking my dad about the story because I want to be accurate here. Yeah. But he, um, he said that they, you know, my mom was just beside herself, obviously. Yeah. And so we just went to meet, or they just They came to to the house. I remember Mm -hmm. them coming in. I remember I had that horrible red 1980s poofy (laughs) maternity dress on. Oh, the 80s. Yeah. For a time for fashion. (laughs) Right? And I had no shoes on because my feet were swollen and that highly embarrassed my father. And... uh, and I remember your parents coming in and um, and talking. And I do, like, there's certain things. I don't remember the things I asked them. I don't remember too many things they asked me. Um, but I do remember my father saying, would you like to know if, you know, what the baby is, the gender? And you're, they were like, yes. And they were excited when they heard a girl. I remember that moment. And um, I think... I have just kind of like try to block a lot of it out. Cause I mean, I always thought like people blocking traumatic things out was like, really, how does that happen? Yeah. Now, yeah, I, I learned through the years I've learned that's possible. So I do remember that. And I remember towards the end, your dad crying some, um, because there I was, they had been praying and I was like eight months pregnant at that time. So they had to be thinking, oh my goodness, this is happening and it's happening fast. I think my so, dad crying is a big deal because he's like, yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So then things happened that I wasn't uh, aware of until recently. And you, you need to tell that, how that happened, how they got the, you know, the call. Yeah. So they, um, so they met with you and then they went straight to Irving to meet with an attorney. Um, because it was going to be a state, like an out-of-state adoption. So right. that was going to be kind of a mess anyway. And then, um, so they met with the attorney in Irving. And then um, they went home, I think. I'm pretty sure. They just went home. Yeah. And my mom recently told me, which you didn't know, and I thought that was so funny, that they didn't get a call till I was born. So they thought. I had no idea because my yeah. mom was in charge. So I thought she was in contact she the was, whole time. No, so they never, after meeting y'all, they never heard another word until I was born at the end That's of December. crazy. And so they thought, well, that this one didn't pan out. Oh. We'll, we'll wait for God's timing because this one didn't. Yeah, well, God was working, baby working in the background and yeah, they had no idea. He was, yeah. doing, <laughs> he was doing it all. And um, so my mom got a call. I was born December 29th, 87. And she got a call in the middle of the night. You have a baby girl. And my dowry was like later. It was like later. Cause I think I was born in the afternoon. I think. Right. I woke up. What happened is I woke up um, in labor and I, my parents, I just, they took me to the hospital and my parents were there and my um, oldest sister came. They had just been at the house for Christmas, you know, for the weekend and everything. They mm-hmm. all had to go home and go to work. And um, she got the call and she got there. Um, you know, they had, they were living in Dallas and she drove to um, East Texas mm-hmm. and she was there. And let me tell you, it was painful. You were a yeah. giant baby. <laughs> My mom says I was solid. 
And she said, it's the greatest thing. Like, you fell off the bed. You were fine. Like, yeah, because you just bounced. She's gonna, I know you just bounced. She's going to want me to edit that out, but it's the truth, she said. So, she, so but I was like, you were a, nearly, I was a, yeah, you yeah, were nearly 10 pounds. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I was a big baby. And yeah. You looked solid. like you were three and, months old. Yeah. yeah. They they probably had me in like three to six month clothes right out the yeah, gate. I, I actually have a picture. Uh, you know, I had a picture done when you were in the hospital and it's mm-hmm. sitting here in front of me on my desk and boy, you were chubby yeah. and you had, you had some hair and you were chubby. Yeah. 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 So you probably had a lot of heartburn with all that hair. I had a ton of hair. And so, you know, yeah. so yeah. Um, yeah, that's what that's, you know, so I was so shocked when you told me Yeah, they never so they, got a phone call until after. Call. Yeah. And so then my, my mom, you know, my dad is out hunting. <laughs> and so she's home by herself. And my mom. Yeah, that was before cell phones. Cannot, that was before cell phones. Yeah. And my mom cannot contain excitement ever. I mean, it can be something small and she can't contain herself. Well, this is the biggest thing that's happened in their life, you know, you know. And so this is, she's died. So my dad comes home and he's like, every light in the house was on. Every light was on. And I opened the back door and she's jumping up and down. We have a baby girl. We have a baby girl. And she was just. Oh, that makes me want to cry too. Yeah. They were so excited. And um, they only had, they were not wealthy. And so they only had enough money for one plane ticket. Yeah, and, and they so were not mom, prepared. For, yeah, they were not they prepared were not, at all. They had nothing. They had nothing because they because yeah, they didn't know you were coming. I did, they didn't know because they yeah. never heard back. So they didn't have. I don't think they had diapers, <laughs> wipes, clothes, a yeah. bed. They didn't have. They had nothing. Yeah. And um, so my mom was like, I think on the way to the hospital they bought, you know, wipes and diapers and a bag yeah. because yeah. they didn't have anything, and so. Um, or on the way to the airport or whatever I'm saying. And, um, so they get my mom on a plane to Texas and my, my nono, my mom's mom lived mm-hmm. in Houston. So she, the plan was to go pick me up, take me to Houston, and then we'll get the paperwork sorted out. Right. Which is, you know, what happened. And then, and then I guess you, I didn't know till recently that you said that I didn't know if my mom picked me up from the hospital or your house, but you told me no. about that recently. Yeah. I, when, so I had you at the hospital for like two days and, um, we, my parents came and picked me up and we were going home and I knew your mom was coming that day, but I didn't know my mom had her there. So when we were pulling down the road, I could see the, your mom's vehicle vehicle. She was in, in the driveway and I lost it. I was so upset. Because I wanted more time with you before I had to hand you over to your mom, you know? Right. And, um, oh, and my mom was just like, oh, you know, it's just get it over with, you know, just get it over with. And I was very upset. My father was upset because she planned it out that way. And so we get you out of the car and I pull you up out of the car seat. And I just kind of hand you over to her and I just start to walk away crying. Here I go again. And your mom said, no, no. Um, I, I don't know how to change a diaper. Show me how to change a diaper. So I took her to my, I took you, her to my bedroom and I laid you on the bed and I took your diaper off and I'm just a mess. And I take your diaper off and you peed all over my comforter. Cause I, <laughs> I did have another diaper ready. <laughs> 
And I was just like, I, I remember like, oh, I get apparently I don't remember how to change a diaper either because I was just a mess. And I changed her and your mom hugged me and she went out, she took you and went out to the living room and I just stayed in my room crying. And I could hear my mom just saying, just go, just go, just go. And then um, after your mom got in the car and pulled away, my parents and my grandmother was there and it was like, okay, we're going to Dairy Queen for lunch. Let's go. And I was like, yeah. no, no, I'm not getting in the car and going, what? Like, it was so bizarre to me. My father's there crying, but my mom and my grandma are like, we're going to Dairy Queen. And I just went in my room and cried. And so that was that. But when you were born, I was still legally married to your your older sister's father. And so he legally had to sign the adoption papers. And um, so that was a, a bit of a contention through it because I didn't feel safe signing the papers until after he did. Um, I felt like then he would have the opportunity to take you to do whatever he wanted. And I wouldn't know where you were if I signed first. So I made sure that he signed before I did. Um, so it was about a month and a half after you were born, probably only, you know, a month worth of offices being open and all that, that I signed. I was born but, between Christmas and New Year's. So that's yeah. So then, um, but your parents, I believe, were stuck, or your mom was stuck yeah, in Texas stuck because in, it was interstate mm -hmm. adoption. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was stuck in Houston, and she said that her and my nana were going to rip each other's hair out because <laughs> she was she had this new baby at home, and and your dad's in Louisiana working. Yeah, my dad's working in Louisiana on staff at a church, and so he would come every weekend. I think I think it was every weekend he would drive from. Yeah. You know. Louisiana yeah. from Baton Rouge to um, Houston. And yeah. uh, it was four months. It was Easter before they could uh, bring me home. And yeah. so um, they, they always thought that you weren't signing the papers because they, at one point their attorney said, don't touch this. Yeah. Don't touch it. Like she's not signing the papers. It's something's weird about it. But now I talk to you and realize that it was because of, because he had to sign. Yeah, he had to sign also, first. Yeah, and we finally found, like, you looked him up the other day, my papers. Yeah, I still have the papers. it wasn't that long. Yeah, I signed since, yeah, a month. In February. A month. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so we went through, yeah. So but, I, I but, did sign. But I'm I think sure your parents that, were confusing that time, not realizing it was the legal system holding them up and just thinking right. it was. And I was born in Tyler, Texas. And in the 80s, Tyler was not a big right. city. Um, the county, I think it's like Smith County or something. Yes. Yeah. About that. But it's yeah. probably was, it's not like Dallas County where things kind of. No, it was a little small and you were rapid pace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at your original birth certificate, birth, birth certificate. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even receive that until March of the next year. So it was taking a long time in the court system. And I think your right. parents didn't realize it was not me that it was the court system that was holding yeah. them up. And, and then, yeah. so they're, you know, but their attorney's telling them, don't, don't even do this. And they were like, no, this is our baby. Yeah. They, they knew. <laughs> we're doing this. They knew, they knew that this was God's. 
I remember well, your mom telling me that she was so upset. Like she called me to let me know she was upset at me. Yeah. <laughs> but in a way she was saying she went for a drive and she was, you know, praying and praying and God was just like, calm down, calm down. I've got this. Yeah. Like, do and, you trust me or not? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, and I'm trying to explain, I'm trying to keep Cassie safe because mm-hmm. I don't know what my ex-husband or my future ex-husband would do because he did go after me. Um, you know, he, he didn't, there was no grace in my brokenness with him ever. There still isn't to this day. And, um, so I was afraid, I was afraid that he would then say, okay, legally I can take her and give you to someone where I would never know where you were. I wouldn't know if you were safe. I don't think he would have done anything to harm you. I don't mean that, right? but he may have placed you somewhere else that I would never have known. And um, that was a horrifying thought. So I was like, I am not signing these papers till he signs them. And the attorney here in Texas has them in hand with his signature on them. And back then it was like, you had to wait for the mail. So, you know, know. were there fax machines in the 80s? I I don't don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) But you did. I think everything was snail mail. Like, yeah. Yes. It had to be his original signatures Mm -hmm. and all that and notarized and all that. Right. So, um, it did take, you know, so it was a month and a half that I signed after you were born. Um, two of the weeks were probably, you know, holiday weeks and stuff like that. But um, was it a month and a half or two months, maybe? And then, um, yeah. So, I mean, so it then they were, yeah, take so some the court, time. It does take time. And then my parents learned a lesson from that because when they adopted my brother, they told his birth mom, come stay with us yeah. and have him in the state. And so yeah. She, yeah. she agreed to that. My brother's uh, birth mom came and mm-hmm. lived with us for like six weeks or something oh, like, wow. until, yeah. until she, maybe okay, so, not six weeks, but it was a while. And she, did, I know this is your birth story, but yeah. did she stay after um, your so brother I, was so born? I was two, almost three when he was born. So I don't, I remember her, being there which mm-hmm. is strange but a two-year-old would remember that yeah. but um i remember her being there and i think she brought a friend obviously you don't want to be alone right. you know in someone's house but my mom told me recently that um she after she had my brother you know she went out she put her pre-pregnancy jeans on and went out to a concert wow <laughs> like, yeah like, because she was just I don't know. Yeah. She's, she, you know, it's a different story with my brother and, um, she, they've always, it's open with not a ton of contact, but mm-hmm. they have had contact. Right. Where, whole, like, yeah, where it's different for us, Yeah, but it wasn't that she was just okay with handing him over. It's just that she, you know, I remember thinking, wow, like, cause my brother's birth story is so like she went into labor and she, she told my parents, I think I'm having contractions. And my mom was like, what? Like we got yeah. to the hospital and it was like 30 minutes and he was here. Yeah. So for oh, her, wow. it was just like a breeze and all this stuff. Oh, like, let me tell you about you, girl. <laughs> you hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was a giant though. My you were wasn't a giant. I was a giant. Yeah. Well, your first sister weighed nine pounds. You were like 10 pounds, mm-hmm. but I think you're Okay, so this is what the doctor told me. I don't know how accurate it is because even though I've worked in the medical field, I did not do obstetrics. But anyway, um, that your face was turned, so you were hitting my spine coming oh. out, 
And it was like really painful. And I had like an old timey doctor where he's like, strap you down to the bed. Don't move. Mm -hmm. Don't sit up. So when Mm -hmm. I gave birth to your first sister, it was such a progressive hospital that they were like, oh, we got this new birthing chair in. Come sit up. And like, I had her like nothing. But you, I was like strapped down with an IV and like all the old school. Misery. Yes. Misery. Yeah. And actually your sister that was born after you, same doctor, same same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so you two were the most painful pregnancy, like deliveries because of that doctor. Yeah. Um, That's that's insane to me. Plus. Gravity matters. Yeah. Plus (laughs) you were like the size of a three month old. So that. Yeah. I was a, I I was solid. But we, but we have to talk about the interesting things. Okay. So I, my father was a minister. Mm-hmm. Your father's a minister, but at mm-hmm. the time I was living on my uncle who had quite a large ministry at the time. Um, and now your father is like on the board. You yes. know, m- my uncle has since passed away and he, he's no longer, um, his son is running the ministry and stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, your father's on the board of a ministry that my uncle started mm-hmm. years ago, like started in the sixties. Yeah. My dad's a board member. Yeah, and that's like Four. there's this connection of uh-huh. ministers and like okay, so we had no idea who your parents were. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just a suggestion from the secretary at the church that I don't still don't even know who that pastor is to this day. Mm-hmm. Like I don't recognize him, don't know anything about him. But I mean, you went from essentially, you know, I'm living at my father's house, he's a pastor, mm-hmm. a, a pastor's home to a pastor's home mm-hmm. without us planning that no i don't think so when your mom called she was just looking for anyone any member of the church that they knew um yeah that would be willing i mean so to your mom's credit she wanted me in a christian home right but she didn't care if i was in a pastor's home she just wanted me in a christian in a christian home and and some where they would verify these are decent people yeah these are and she trusted that pastor clearly Right. to call his secretary and to say, you know, whatever. Right. But, um, so there is that, but it does. So my dad at the time was not a pastor. He he was on staff. So he was like associate pastor or, um, but he, so I guess I shouldn't say he wasn't a pastor. He was, but he was like, um, he was a professor for a while. Um, he, so he wasn't always, a pastor. He was always in ministry some way, mm-hmm. but he wasn't always a pastor. And he didn't want, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. He didn't want to be a senior pastor. <laughs> and God said, well, too bad. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. because my dad does not like public speaking, it's not his favorite thing. So, uh, um, I mean, but he's, he's been good pastoring he's, for how many he's years been, now? He's been a senior pastor at this church for 26 <laughs> yeah. years, I think. So, yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah. been a senior yeah. pastor. Try most making of my life. your own plans and see how that works out. Yeah, God's yeah. going to be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's like a bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, bless your heart. And um, yeah, my dad, he wasn't a, a, he was on staff, but he, I don't, he, you know, he didn't right. get up in front of crowds and do right. that. And, um, and so I was young when he became a senior pastor, though. I think I was yeah. nine, eight. Eight or yeah. nine, and he's been a senior pastor of this church, of the same church, for right. twenty six years. Yeah, I mean, so, so it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. You went from like, you know, okay, so my family, my mom and dad and myself, we were never part of my uncle's ministry, like never, never. But my father was a pastor. Um, he eventually 
he he always remained a pastor, but he eventually went out and got like a secular job and like an executive. And he was, Mm -hmm. he really did much better in that. Um, because pastors really don't usually make much money. No. (laughs) And, um, so he, he was doing that, but it was, you went from this ministry family into Mm -hmm. another ministry ministry family. family. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always felt, um, even when I was living and, you know, we'll get into it at some point, but even when I was living not right, Mm -hmm. I knew that God had something for me. Yes. What are the chances me too. I would fight mm-hmm. that. I would fight I would those fight words it. being, mm-hmm. well, I would fight the, the, the horrible words over me. Cause I thought, no, there is something for me. I am good. Yeah. I, I, you know, there yeah. is a purpose for me. And, um, I would fight those words, but not, I didn't know how to properly fight them. So it looked like I was just chaotic and lunatic. Like Rebelling, a lunatic. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I'm actually thankful, you know, that was one of the um, things that my mom always said that was negative about me, that I was a rebel. And now I'm like, thank God, thank I God was I'm a rebel. a rebel. Yeah, yeah. I think that too. I think yeah, that because too. Because I, I question everything. Yes. I yes. I didn't fall I, into. Yeah. yeah um, and so I can say with absolute certainty that because I question everything, um, you know, I, I one time asked my mom, I said, what if the Bible something, I think it was like a contradiction or whatever, which really, when you start digging into the contradictions, they're not contradictions. They're not contradictions at all. Yeah. (laughs) But when you're not, when you don't have knowledge, um, and you Mm -hmm. haven't dug in and really studied, um, Mm -hmm. they, they sound like absolute contradictions. And so, um, I asked my mom one time and she said, I don't know. It just is what it is because that is okay for her. Like she, she just just fully fully has faith and fully has that. And I get that as a Christian, that is what we are supposed to do. <laughs> but I question everything and I do yeah. it in, in life and in, I do it all the but time. That makes you search for the real it's answers. It so doesn't make you fall for any, any I old don't story. Fall for anything. I fall yeah. for nothing. And right. so, um, when, when people ask me, cause I'm more into like apologetics cause I can mm-hmm. defend my faith because I dug into it. Because I questioned it. At one point, I was questioning exactly like the person questioning me is doing. Mm-hmm. So I like that I'm a rebel. Because that is a, a quality of a rebel. Right. We kind of, we go against the grain. Right. We kind of. It's I'll, not such an insult as, as some not. people may think. It's not. Um, and even the use of the word weird. I use that. And I if like I, it too. I love that word. Because, you know, it's not like you're not like everyone else. No. My mom you says, know. not weird, different. And I say, no, mom, weird is fine. Yeah, like we're, it's we're, fine. She's yeah, weird's she, one of my favorite words. <laughs> yeah, I like weird. So, yeah. you know, there's we both have that quality, yeah. that yeah. rebel quality, and I like yeah. it. But I definitely fought I fought against because I thought once I realized who what family I came from. Mm-hmm. Um, because it you know, at ten you don't know who anyone is. And right. then at twelve you're handed a book and you're like and they're like, Oh, this is your great uncle. <laughs> that wrote this and so um you start to realize and I'm like well, what and then I fought against it I was like I don't want to go into ministry um, I don't want to yeah I I see what it does to families right what it can do to families if you allow it to mm-hmm. I see the way my dad is treated sometimes um, yeah. I see the way I'm treated as a pastor's daughter sometimes I didn't like that I was held to a higher standard yeah I hated it I hated it. I thought, why can these kids go out and act like that? 
and I do one sideways thing and the whole church is talking about it. Right. You know, I hate right. it. And that, you know, at some point I'll write a book about that yeah because i know it's I was, a whole thing it's a, i it's was a, a topic of my dad's yeah. church whole congregation quite a few times from a little child you know mm-hmm. from, a, from a child, child. Me yeah. too. it was it was yeah. um and it was you know and you get the well-meaning oh you know bless her heart and i'm like you're just gossiping yeah you know like that's just gossip you're not and so i thought if this is what it's like i don't i don't want any part of it and then i realized people are just people like yeah, it took it, me until i was in my 30s to realize yeah and you, People. well, you can't, you can't run from your calling either, because yeah, if you, you do, a whale comes and scoops you up and yeah. drops you out. <laughs> Says, Here you go. This is what yeah. you're going to do. Exactly. Me, look, at my, look at my dad. He didn't want to be a senior pastor. Yeah. He, yeah. And now he's 20 something he, years later, 20 something years later, he's still a senior still, pastor of this still church. Doing it. Yeah. And, um, so it, it is interesting though, that you went from one, you know, although, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just talking about my father. He was a minister and, and my mom, um, mm-hmm. her father was a minister and his father was a minister. You know, the, the ranch that we lived on, my uncles, um, we were never, we were part, never of, part of that ministry, but, um, you know, but we lived there, but my grandmother who I loved, she was a different kind of grandma. She wasn't the baking cookies grandma, but she was, I'll take you to McDonald's grandma. Um, cause she liked to eat out. I loved her. She was part of the ministry. And, um, in fact, if I don't think if it was for her, she was the one that did the praying to begin with. She was the one that helped financially to begin with. And she was the one that was the secretary to begin with. And, um, I gotta say grandma, um, deserved a lot more credit than she ever got. So I'm just throwing that out there. Grandma, I love you. And I miss you, (laughs) you know, because she, yeah. Yeah. I came like, so my, so your dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather, pastor. Mm-hmm. And then my dad's a pastor and his dad was a pastor. Yeah. So I come yeah, from. Yeah, and, and there's a line of them on, yeah. on uh, from this side and there's a line of them on, on, I have to say adoptive side just so they understand. Um, right. But, you know, from both sides that you right. come from that. Yeah. Um, and that's very interesting and that's mm-hmm. very telling that there is a calling on your life. Yeah. And I still yeah. am 35 and I'm like, what do you want me to do, Lord? Yeah. Well, we're doing, you God know, said, do a podcast. Some, yeah. We're doing a podcast. We're doing and that. being brutally honest, I was hoping I would not cry this time, but we're being <laughs> brutally honest on this because I don't think yeah. what good is it going to do if we're not honest? I think that too. And, and I, I hate it. Yeah. I think painful things <laughs> are coming out that I kind yeah. of like, Ugh. but yeah. you know, we, we have come out on the other side. Yeah, I mean, we, we could have really, our lives could have ended. So many times, mm-hmm. but we have come out on the other side with just peace and joy and happiness and gratefulness, thankfulness, you know, all the things that come along with getting to the other side. Right. And um, I am so unbelievably thankful we're there. It's just, it's, it's amazing. And I, I don't want anyone to think you have to get stuck in brokenness mm-hmm. and you have to get stuck in any of that because man, there's such freedom Um, but sometimes you have to put your ego down yeah to do that yeah like you 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 have to make the choice you have to make the choice choices are hard like when i Mm -hmm. had to buckle down like i talked about in the last episode i had to buckle down and pull it together um that was the hardest choice and Mm -hmm. i had to make that choice daily i remember specifically one day i just didn't want to go up and get up and go to school like to college i was like i just don't want to get up and do this anymore 
but I knew I, I was like, no, you know. Yeah, if I start letting myself down yeah. that slippery slope, it yep. will not end. And yeah. so I got myself up, got in the shower, and drove to school. And I just thought, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it, it's it's a choice, and it starts out really hard to make the choice, mm-hmm. but then it gets it's every, easier. Every good choice you make, it gets easier and yeah, easier it, and you easier. You make a foundation, yeah, of good choices, and then yeah. you realize I still make bad ones. I'm 35. Still, yeah. I still make a bad decision. And, but then I know how to get out of it. I yeah. don't have to let it consume yeah. me. And right. it you don't let it take me. you down. Yeah. Right. It used to do that for a long time, yeah. for a very long time. And I, so I'm not going to anymore. You know, I think yeah. that's this whole podcast is kind of, you know, as we research things and as we look into things we see a lot of anger surrounding adoption yes and um doesn't have to be doesn't have to be you have your right to feel what you feel but how you respond to that is absolutely your choice i you know all this pain and i'll probably say this in multiple episodes all the pain that i went through of placing you for adoption i would go through again rather than not have you yes there's and i am there's not, chosen. there's no pain that you can't get over. There's right. not, mm-hmm. not, oh, okay. I shouldn't say it that way that you can't, you can't survive. Yeah. You can't walk through. Right. You can walk through whatever. Right. You know? And, right. um, I definitely, I was like, I've said this in another episode, but like you could have not given me life at all. And you did. Yeah. So why would I not choose gratefulness? And, and I don't, again, I don't mean that in a adoptee should be grateful because that sounds really, for lack of a better word, that just sounds crappy to an adoptee. Oh, like, you know, thanks so much. I'm just a, it just sounds. But honestly, I feel like everybody should be thankful for life. I I am thankful I'm chosen to be here. I, me too. You know, yeah, my mom didn't choose me, but God did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So, um, so I'm thankful for life period. Right. And, and every moment I have, you know, like, you know, right. I have a, a husband that passed away and I, instead of looking at that, like, um, in such an angry way, or why did he have to die? I look at it. Thank you for those 16 years that I had with this incredible man. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Like, you know, I just want to, I'm so thankful for that time with MJ and, um, and you know, two it, great kids. You got two really great kids. Out right. Here. And right. And sister number my sister number two got the dad got she dad. prayed for. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. there's so much good that came out of that. Right. So and much good. I I just think, you know, if you want to choose to be angry, you want to choose to be upset. It's like, why? Why do you want to be miserable? Yeah. I lived in that and it, it's not fun. It's a dark I don't place. understand not choosing happiness. I don't mm-hmm. understand that anymore. Even though I, at one time, didn't. I don't mm-hmm. understand how that was possible for me to do. Well, when, and, you, um, when you find out how good it can feel, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. Why does anybody choose the other? Right. Even though you've gone through it, you're like, and, and I get like people don't want to go through like when you make the choice and it's difficult. Like how mm-hmm. I had to make that choice and it was very difficult. I get, you know, you don't want the hard work. But man, the hard work is like a blip in your mm-hmm. life. And now, you know, here I am, um, 20 something years later and, oh, wow. Like, I don't even remember that the, you know, 
I don't remember that time. The, mm-hmm. the pain's not there. The difficulty, I don't feel it anymore. I'm on the other side. And it's, that was just like a blip in time, that pain that you go through. And then, you know. Yeah. Boy. Anyone that knew me in my early twenties, in my teen years, any of those people would not even recognize me now. Same. Because yes. I'm so different. Because, because like my husband told me, you are so stinking negative. Stop it. Yeah. You know? And so I stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped it. And so that made me different. It made me more approachable. It made me more likable. Yeah. It, yeah. it made, you know, people, you know, actually want to hang out with me now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to be around somebody who's negative all the time? I don't. Right. It just right. sucks you dry. So, yeah. uh, you know, this, yeah. it is a choice and it is, I, I, things yeah. happen to you in life. Things yes. happen to you in life that are far out of your control. Yeah. But how you react to those things is totally 100% up to you. Right. And so, right. so uh, yeah. Sorry, back to the no. birth story. Have I? Yeah. Did you get like the answers that you wondered about or all that? Yeah. Now? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was, um, I'm just enjoying we get to tell everybody what a giant baby you were. Yeah, I know. Solid. <laughs> and now it's so funny because you're so tiny. It's I know. Like, I'm the smallest sibling and I yeah. was the biggest baby. Yeah. But I'm you're... the smallest sibling. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny to think about that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so we're going to probably wrap it up for today. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode. We would love for you to follow, share, and um, go find us on Twitter or Instagram at 35 Years Podcast. Ask any questions that you might want answered here on the podcast, and we will be back next Tuesday. So until then, keep smiling. <laughs>